It is Friday, September 29th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, the cat burglar, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Plouffe, of course, joining us from his luxurious suite on the road in Denver, Colorado, where your AL Central champion Minnesota Twins will wrap up their regular season against the Colorado Rockies. How is the fresh air of the Rocky Mountains? It's beautiful. I'm happy to be in here in Denver. I had a nice dinner last night with Justin Morneau, clubhouse manager, Hot Rod. And then as the I got here a little bit before the team, I was down at Elway's, which is a bar. Yep. And I guess I just gave away the hotel. Uh, um, and I as the team came in, man, I, I sat out there like it was them coming off the field. And I had my fist. I was like, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Oh AL Central champs. It's a big deal. See, Rosie. So I wanted to make sure, you know, we kept that that spirit alive. So um, that's what I'm feeling today. I'm excited to talk ball with you. This this baseball season is going to come down to maybe Chris, we might get a 163. We sort might. of. Well, sort of. We, we might we might get 163 and four outs or 162 Unbelievable. and four outs. All right, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, tip of the cap. We've talked a lot about them. The Atlanta Braves, 103 wins. They're most since 1999. The World Series officially goes through Atlanta. They have the number one seed throughout the playoffs. We knew it was going to happen, but awesome for them. But let's start out with the Baltimore Orioles. They have wrapped up an unreal regular season with their 100th win, and they are division champs. The 1-1 to Story is grounded at third. Ramon Arias from third. The Orioles have done it! Go crazy, Baltimore! You are the new champions of the American League East. Nobody gave us a chance to start this year. Nobody. That's 100 wins right there. That's 100 wins on the first step. We just won the AL East. Let's go! Oh, I love it. Good for Brandon Hyde, who had to sit through some miserable baseball when he first got to the Charm City. And now they are the number one seed heading into the American League postseason. Trev, is this an even remar- more remarkable turnaround than we have seen over the last decade, like we saw it with Houston and the Cubs and the Royals? But is this one the best we've seen? Uh, well, it's yet to be seen because all those other teams won a World Series, see Rosie. So I think that's an important part of the equation here. You know, getting to the postseason, winning 100 games, that, that means a lot. And yes, the turnaround has been incredible, but... To be mentioned, really, with those other three teams that you just did, you got to win a World Series. I mean, that's you got to do that. But I don't want to really go into that. I do want to give some praise to uh, the Orioles and, and you know what they've been able to accomplish uh, this season. If we go back to the beginning of the year, look, man, we do these things called TPPs, and we go over every single thing on Talking Baseball, every single team, the roster, everything. We go over the, you know. We give over-unders on their their win total projection. For the Baltimore Orioles, do you know what it was at the beginning of the season? I'm going to say it was probably 85. 76 and a half. Really? 76 and a half. And I believe that was the DraftKings Sportsbook because that's who we used. That was their win total for the season. Now, thank goodness me, Jimmy, and Jake all went over on it. But my caveat, what I said about it was I got them playing 500 or better. Hmm. Did I give them a chance to win 100 games? Absolutely not. And no. you know what? Then the Rays came out and did what they did in April. Uh, even, I believe, into July, uh, the Rays were like six, six and a half games up on the Orioles in that division. 
And the Orioles just went off and did it. And they started calling from their farm system, bringing guys up. The emergence of Grayson Rodriguez was huge. Um, but this team has been like kind of quietly just performing well all year long. Now they're at a hundred wins. They're going to have, um, you know, home field advantage in the AL, at least the number one seed. It's like Hyde said, this is the first step in what, you know, many Orioles fans in that organization believes uh, will be a, a giant window of opportunity to get to the world series and to win the world series. Um, but yeah, just congratulations to everyone there, guys that stepped up. And we're talking how much how much crap did we talk about the Orioles pitching staff throughout the year? Totally, you and I, and 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 they've they figured things out, man. So uh, I'm just happy for them. Well, to answer my own question, this is more impressive than the other teams. And yes, they have to cap it with a World Series. I get that part. But if you see, if you go back and you look at the way those other teams were constructed, Houston. 100 lost seasons every year in 11, 12, and 13. Then they started to make a jump a couple years later. 86 wins in 15, 84 the next year, then over 100 in 2017 when they added some special veterans to their team. They brought in McCann. They brought in Beltron. They brought in Charlie Morton. They traded for Justin Verlander. That's a lot of experience, a lot of talent, a lot of know-how to do it. The Cubs, 11 through 13, three straight 90 lost seasons, including a 100 lost season in there. They jumped from 2014-15 with 23 more wins, I think it was, something like that. They went over 100 wins in 2016. Who did they add at that time? Hayward, Zobris, Lackey, Lester, Ross. Once again, a bunch of winners, a bunch of guys who know how to do it. What did the O's do? Promoted. They added, they added Adam Frazier, Aaron Hicks, James McCann. Guys who were you were basically throwing life preservers to their Kyle careers. Gibson. I'm getting to Kyle Gibson. Hold on. Okay. But okay. I'm talking about three guys who you're essentially trying to resuscitate their careers. Okay. So they weren't big name pickups. You brought in Kyle Gibson to add some leadership to his staff. And I even talked to Gibson about it on the Rose rotation. I told him, I said, I was pissed at your team that you guys didn't go get a Carlos Rodon. And he he was like, I get it. He goes, but when I got here, I didn't, I didn't know about the pitching talent that was here. And apparently neither did the rest of us. My point is, is that, the only two teams that had a lower payroll on opening day were the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Oakland A's. So it wasn't like they grew up, they had this winning season a year ago, and then they were like, we're going to take off and add. Uh-uh. They didn't add much. So yes. this is a remarkable, remarkable turnaround. They're, according to Sarah Langs, they're the first team in history to go from 110 lost season and within three years win 100 games. That's fucking impressive. It's very impressive, and then when you get down to payroll, you understand even with this team that they have, they can go out and add pretty much anyone they want mm. as long as ownership lets them uh. do that. But if we're talking about payroll and where it should be and just getting to an average size payroll, you could bring in some real you know, veteran free agent talent to this roster. I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if that's in their plans. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Um. Congratulations to them. First 100-win season since the 1980 squad, which oddly enough did not even make the playoffs because back then it was only the division champions that made it. The Yankees made it that year, and they lost to the Royals in the ALCS. Other big news, they extended at least 30 years. They made the okay. announcement last night. That was really, really cool. All right, let's move on to something that was absolutely asinine in Philadelphia. Bryce Harper, check, please. That is a check swing. That should not be a strike. 
unless you're living in the brain of one Angel Hernandez. No idea. So Harper gets tossed. He then goes down to third base and really lets him have it. Say, basically, dude, what are you doing? You, come on, enough. On his way out, tosses the helmet into the crowd, which we will get to momentarily. As for Bryce versus Angel? Angel in the middle of something again. I mean, it's just every year. It's uh, it's the same story, same thing. Um, I'm probably going to get a letter from Michael Hill, and I'm going to get fined for being right again. Um, so it's just it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. And uh, just not right. You agree? Yeah, I mean, in this situation, 100% Bryce was, was right. And, you know, Angel has flubbed uh, – so many calls, you know, especially over the last couple of years. My gosh, it's it's almost become it's it, it is commonplace now for Angel Hernandez to, like Bryce said, be in the middle of something. I will say this about Bryce Harper and Philly fans, relax a little bit. I love this guy. I love your team. I think he's been excellent for your city. He's been thrown out 17 times in his career, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, sometimes you gotta look in the mirror a little bit, Bryce. Like, that's a lot. Well, I was I was sitting with Morneau last night. Never got ejected in his career. I never right. got ejected in my career. I'm not comparing myself. I'm just saying, like, I, I I'd venture out to say the average times guys get number of times guys will get thrown out in their careers maybe twice. Right. And Bryce is at 17. <laughs> I did not know that. That's a great yeah, number. So look out. That is a great number, and that's it's been harder to do, in part because of replay. So this has got to be virtually everything has got to be at home plate, right? It's it's just got to be ball strike and yeah stuff like that. Um, and to Bryce's credit, he says, "Listen, I I hate doing that because this might be the only time that somebody comes and has a chance mm-hmm. to see me and see our team, and not everybody can afford games." So he is cognizant of that. I I appreciated his comments after the game. The thing with Angel, I, this has become a major problem. A major, major problem. And like when you have your own Twitter handles making fun of Angel Hernandez calls and stuff like that, it's just. But there's sucks. If you're Angel, we try to do this a lot on the show. Put yourself in Angel's shoes. Why would you ever quit? Why would you quit? It doesn't matter if you're bad. It doesn't matter if you're bad. No, no. I mean, listen, he, he sued Major League Baseball. He is not going anywhere anytime soon. The thing is, you've told me countless times how pleasant of a man he is, correct? If you go talk to Angel, first thing he'll say is, you know, like, Trevor, how you doing? God bless you. How's your family? Like, right away. Like, he's not, like, he's not a dickhead. He's a bad umpire. There's no doubt about it. And he gets himself into situations, and he has to defend himself, and sometimes you might feel like he loves doing it but you know mano y mano no it's 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 really not like that but again would you put yourself in his shoes even if you were bad at something someone was paying you three four hundred grand a year you're not gonna give that job up hell no no way he ain't going anywhere all right so what that disastrous ejection did lead to was one of the greatest moments we had of the entire baseball season because harper on his way out I love helmet giveaway day as a kid. He restored it last night. It ended up in the hands of 10-year-old Hayden Dorfman. Arguably the best interview of the year in baseball was given to us by Hayden. I first I saw him throw it, 
And I knew I wouldn't get, so I kind of just stood still. Because the dads went for it, right? You yeah, told me that. There was like three or four dads just diving in. It's always the dads, guys. And it, and it was pure chaos. I did not want to go in there. <laughs> but then I kind of just stood on the outside in case like it fumbled out. But the dads thought I was going for it. So I started yelling, give it to the kid, and that worked. I asked if he was going to wear it to school tomorrow. And uh, Hayden's dad over here told me, Hayden's dad, Aaron, told me, I don't think so. So you're going to bring in some pictures. You think your friend's going to be jealous? Very much so. Who's your favorite umpire now? Is it Angel Hernandez who kicked Bryce out? No. <laughs> hey, Angel can't catch a break, dude. Jeez. I mean, that kid's comedic timing and vocabulary was top-notch. Yeah. Good he was great. Him. And by the way, fantastic job. I believe her first name is Taryn Hatcher, who covers the Phillies for NBC Sports down there. Remarkable job. Interviewing kids is not the easiest thing. Now, this kid was an A++++, but she did a remarkable job getting everything out of him. Kudos to her. That was awesome. A lot of fun to watch and a ton of fun to listen to as well. All right. Everybody ready for Sunday? Sunday, 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 October 1st at 11 a.m. Eastern. It is the Blitzball Blitz Road to Billy's. Live, 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 and in person. It is a Warehouse Games production. It'll feature a play-in game that starts at 11.30 a.m., followed by a pair of semifinal games, and then a champion will be crowned. Blitzball Blitz takes place Sunday, October 1st at 11 a.m., where all ages are welcome. You can get your early access tickets for $100. What does that include? It includes access into Billy's an hour early at 10 a.m. Eastern. Blitzball Blitz t-shirt, an event badge, and a lanyard, as well as the opportunity to be a part of the exclusive JM Baseball Trivia content. JM Baseball Trivia Content is king of the world right now. In addition, you'll be entered in a raffle to participate in pregame warm-ups with the players. Hurry, though. Only 50 early access tickets are available. However, if you miss out there, there's also general admission slots for $30, which gets you into Billy's at 11 a.m. to enjoy all of the Blitzball content. It has been blowing up around the globe. So head on over to shop.johnboymedia.com or visit the link in the description to buy your tickets today. We'll see you at Billy's Sunday, 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 October 1st. All right. We continue on with the team whose hat I am adorning, and it is not waterlogged, shockingly. The Miami Marlins. It's kind of ironic that fish are having to deal with these weather issues up mm. there in New York. They had a game banged earlier this week, and they probably shouldn't have. Forced to play a doubleheader then on Wednesday, which they split. And then on Thursday, down by a run heading into the top of the night, they scored two to take the lead. Yes, the Cubs were on the verge of losing. The Marlins were going to be in sole possession of that final wild card spot before the heavens opened up. And so we have a delayed game for hours and hours and hours until it was eventually called more than three hours after it was originally delayed. In the wee hours of the morning, the Marlins forced to get on a bus and a plane to head to Pittsburgh with the possible prospects of returning Monday afternoon to New York City to perhaps claim what they think is rightfully theirs. How bad do you feel for these little fish? I feel pretty bad, actually. I mean, this is a horrible timing for this to happen. We kind of talk about timing a lot during this part of the season. 
Um, but to to go ahead right there, Josh Chisholm double off the wall. Uh, Gurriel singles him in. You get the lead. You see the Cubs lost. You're excited to go close it out. And then you don't get the chance to. And by all accounts, you know, there were some things flubbed by the, the Mets grounds crew. I don't like to get on the grounds crew because these guys work so freaking oh, hard do. all year long. So a lot of this is getting put on them. And, you know, sometimes you got to own up to mistakes. I believe they they didn't put the tarp on in time earlier in the week and it made the ground to whatever. Lots of stuff happened. Uh, but I will say this, Chris, as bad as I feel for them, I'm excited for myself. Yes. Because too. I I I want that I want it to happen on Monday. I want to have them go back on Monday, one o'clock. Have to go number one. The Mets still have to finish the top half of the inning, I believe, so they can add on runs. They didn't finish mm-hmm. that right, so they still right. have an opportunity to add on runs. And number two, you got to go get three outs to finish the thing off. If it comes down to that, and the Cubs have outplayed the Marlins this weekend, and now they're sitting a half game up on the Marlins and the Marlins have to go finish the game off. And then they end up tied and they win because the tiebreaker, it's just chaos. Everyone's get people's heads are going to explode. And you know what? I'm for the drama, bro. So I want it to happen. So it was like 11 o'clock here. I started watching the Ryder cup and I texted my buddy, Paul Severino, who calls the games for the Marlins. I was like, could they have played at any point? He goes, Chris, there was a 25-minute window where nothing happened. They didn't even try to clear the field. And he goes, that's why Skip Schumacher went nuts and started pointing in people's faces. You know, here's the problem, in my opinion, and you've heard this over the years with me, is that we are a sport that is so reactionary. As much as I love it, we're a Monday morning quarterback league. You know, we should have done this. We should have done that. Do they not have weather forecasts in the league office? Shouldn't they have forced the teams to play an earlier game? Isn't that possible? Am I missing something here? Shouldn't they have said, hey, listen, guys, the weather's going to be shitty. Let's move the game up five you can hours. Do that. I don't know why they don't do that more often. Think about like college football or or the NFL. They do it all the time. They change, well, they change the time of games all the time. They do. I mean, obviously, they flex games. So, yes, they flex games. But here – to me, it's ridiculous. Like, what? what's the big deal? Let's change it. Let's alter it. Because if not, you're caught in this sort of situation. And now what's going to happen if the, if, it, if the Marlins have to return? They're going to go three to Pittsburgh, back to New York. If they end up moving on, they're going to have to fly to Milwaukee. They do that. They're going to have to move on to the next round. They're going to be gone forever. I mean, it just is – it's unfair to that organization. And Kim Ang – but league office is lucky that she's in charge. She was like, there were some things not handled right that I really don't want to get into. And thankfully, there was not a microphone in front of Skip Schumacher's mouth because I don't think he would have been that pleasant. He was he was about to kick somebody's ass. Yeah, it was an intense moment, and he knows what he's fighting for. He does Hell not yes. want to have to come back here. You know, they want to travel there. They want a day to relax. They want to be able to set up their pitching, and now they might not have that chance. And then here's something that Jake just brought up to me earlier today. They can throw whoever they want on Monday to close the game out if it comes down to this. It might not be an AJ Puck, you know, or a Tanner Scott. It, it might be somebody else that they might bring in whoever they think is good. Braxton Garrett for a little bullpen session. Lazardo, like who who's it gonna be? It's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of approach that. Well, they're gonna do whatever they can 
to make sure they don't have to go back to New York. Yes, yes. So th- they're going to play – they might play Sunday's game like it's a playoff game, but if they end up losing that and then you burn guys, it's just kind of a shit show for them, and it's embarrassing for the league when I think you had the opportunity to inch around this. I would be remiss if I did not say that we are thinking of the people on the East Coast. I don't know if you've seen some of the pictures of the flooding up there. So as we're kind of having fun with the whole, oh, the grounds crew screwed this up and is taking pictures in front of the dugout and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's some serious shit going on there. Please take care of yourselves. Stay out of harm's way. Let's let things dry out. And if we see you Monday in City Field, we'll see you Monday at City Field, I guess. All right. So um, we have all the divisions taken care of except for the AL West, which got certainly more interesting last night thanks to Seattle's two-run ninth, and they basically kept their whole playoff season alive with J.P. Crawford. So if you look at the AL West, you got Texas still leading, Houston by two, Seattle by three. Texas has got three more in Seattle. Houston is on the road at Arizona, which clinches a wild-card spot with a win tonight. Also, losses by other teams could do it as well. You still have Toronto very much in the mix. So let me just ask you this. I'm going to kind of go off the the question I originally okay. had. What's the most interesting part of this weekend's playoff chase to you? Um, I believe it's good. It's the Seattle, Texas uh, series. There's all sorts of scenarios there in, in, in Seattle, Houston. There's the tiebreakers are going to drive me nuts because there's so many different things that could happen. Right. I think JP Crawford getting that hit last night is going to propel the Mariners to really have a great series against the Rangers. And if that happens, then all sorts of things. The the American League, to me, is infinitely more interesting because of that scenario. And if you're a Houston fan, what are you rooting for today? Do you just want to get into the playoffs? Is that good enough? Or are you rooting rooting to try and win the division and get some home games? Or does that not matter? It's going to be so hard for them to win the division. I think right now your focus is on let's – Let's just win games and get into the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. I will say this. If you're a Houston fan, you are rooting for the Milwaukee Brewers, who play the Cubs. You are rooting for the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are playing the Marlins, because you want Arizona to not try. You know what I mean? Like, Not that they wouldn't try, but to kind of dial it back. You don't want them to have to throw Merrill Kelly tomorrow. So you want to win tonight. But maybe there's a possibility by the time they throw first pitch tonight that the Cubs will have already lost. And all of a sudden, the Diamondbacks are celebrating and feeling yes. good about themselves, and they're not as focused on the game. I, I suppose that's a possible thing. Yeah, I mean, a hangover lineup is a thing. And, you know, you'd rather play that than a full force, like, let's go, keep going type of thing. And that's why it's so hard for us to sit here and talk about what's going to happen, what we think is going to happen, But there's because there's so many different situations uh, that could arise if if one team wins and the other team loses like this. Just keep your head on the game. Keep your eye on the game this weekend because um, a lot of a lot of shit could go down, man. I'm okay. so excited. All right, so let's go over this. We have four of the six slots in the National League already wrapped up. Yes. We both think Arizona's getting in. Somebody's going to lose or they're going to win a game this weekend and they'll be the number five. Who gets the sixth spot? And it And is it decided by Sunday? I think it's Miami. I do. I think that this is going to galvanize them. The stuff that they've gone through over the last, you know, week or so, like having to play all these games, it's something about that just going to kind of like get them locked in. I think that, 
I think that the National League is going to hold as it is right now. And I don't think we're going to get Monday as much as I want Monday to happen. American League. Give me an ALS champion. Give me the last two teams in the American League wildcard. I don't mean to be uh, boring, but I think I think the only thing that might happen is a Houston and Toronto flip-flop, but I also think this is that I think Texas ends up winning the division, and I think that Seattle is on the outside looking in. And now I'm looking at the tiebreaker scenario. The Astros do not have it with the Blue Jays, so they'd have to best them by a game. And I also believe they don't have it with Seattle. They don't have it with Seattle. They do not have it with Seattle. They do not. They have it with the Rangers, but that's it. So Seattle has to make up just a single game on Houston. Yes. They have to tie Houston, yeah. So basically, it it feels like Seattle's got to win the next three, that they have to get a four-game sweep of Texas because I do think that at some point Arizona, not going to lay down, but just going to change personnel. And... But, man, that would be fascinating if the champs did not get in the playoffs. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll end up being the sixth seed. I think Toronto is going to end up. That was a huge performance from Chris Bassett last yep. night. Huge. Yep. And I think that the Rays are kind of like, they're good. You know, they're they're not going to throw guys real long. They're going to get them some work this weekend. They're not going to use their best bullpen arms in every critical situation. So I think Toronto takes that series and ends up getting the five seed. I think Houston gets the six. And I think Seattle misses, and I can't believe that after my inspirational speech, it just goes to the shitter. Unbelievable. Thought I had you guys all riled up. All right, uh, last thing. The Mets, uh, Gary Cohn, Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling, they celebrated their franchise record 18th year in the booth by wearing some really cool threads. Uh, They respected the OG team of Bob Murphy, Lindsey Nelson, Ralph Kiner, uh, who had the previous mark. I believe they also did it 18 seasons, so maybe they tied it. Uh, but the wardrobes back when those guys were doing the Mets games, fascinating, I suppose, is is the way to describe it. So what do you think of the style that, that Keith and Gary in particular were wearing on Thursday night's broadcast? Would you would you try and bust that out? All I think about is is I'll sit across from Dick Bremer when I'm calling the games, and he has like suits like that and shirts like that. He doesn't wear. There's no polyester stretch in old Dick Bremer suits, and that's kind of what I'm seeing here. And I can't imagine wearing a dress shirt that doesn't have a little bit of stretch to it. So I know those guys back in the day, those wool suits and those starchy shirts, just sweating and just not being comfortable. But you know what? They did it because they're professional. And I kind of love that about them. Uh, but you'll never see me in something like that. It's got I gotta have stretch. I gotta be able to move in my yeah. zeros. No, I I I'm able to move. I just hold on one second. I'm gonna get Oh no, I don't know I what's that happening. I think oh no. C Rosie has left his seat. He's going to grab something. I'm assuming it's a oh, there it is. I've seen you wear this before. All right. What do you think of this? It's gore. I feel like I've seen you wear that before. It's gorgeous. Heroes. Yeah, it's very nice. Unfortunately, I'm at a point right now where I'm not quite fitting into it. So Ooh, motivation. Yeah, goal, I know the goal is to uh, lose a little body mass and get back into this bad boy because I do like it a lot. Hey, as soon as you can fit in that thing, I'll take you out to dinner. You got to wear it. Okay. Absolutely. I'm in. I'm in. Listen, have a great time calling the games. I'll be tuning in to Bally's North to listen to you and the rest of the crew. 
uh, and congratulate the Twins, begrudgingly. Um, we will be back on Monday. I don't know what we'll be talking about, but it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Enjoy your final regular season weekend 2023 style. Everybody be safe out there. We want to see you back with us on Monday for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke. You can borrow this at any time. And the uber-talented Trevor Blue. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.